1: The following is a live production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network and Real Talk 93.3. Fire up your grills. It's time for Tallahassee Game Day on Warchant TV and Real Talk 93.3. That pass is intercepted. <laughs> to the Seminole fans, the pick six. WarChant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang bring you the latest news, updates, and analysis around the FSU program ahead of today's kickoff on Bobby Bowden Field. Second and three, patient and explosive, and a touchdown. game day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 10 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now live from Florida's capital city, here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron. And away we go
2: for our number two of Tallahassee game day. Time to slide into the sideline report brought to you by Bud Light. Tallahassee residents, this one's for you It's the Bud Light Sideline Experience Contest. If you're a Knoll in Tallahassee, text Bud Light Fan, all one word, to 31996. That's Bud Light Fan, all one word, to 31996. If you're the lucky winner, you score two sideline passes, hospitality passes, and fan gear for the FSU in Miami game on November the 13th. Must be 21 or older to enter. Please enjoy responsibly. And to do so, we talk with our man Corey Clark, Warchant.com's own. Hello,
3: brother. How are you? I'm good, Jeff. How are you doing, buddy? You doing all right?
2: I'm doing really well. I'm excited. It's finally here. I feel like the buildup has been interminable, but now now we're ready to watch football. I'm ready to go. What are you most excited about seeing tonight? I know we've talked about every angle imaginable. What is Corey Clark most excited to see tonight?
3: I mean, other than your dad? I (laughs) want to see your dad again one more time. He'll be there. Um, Okay, good. Uh, I would say I want to see... An explosive offense, like I, I look, I don't. The defense will be better, but it's not going to be like that. It won't be anything probably like the Georgia Clemson game we saw last night. You're not, you don't have that kind of defense, so the defense will take some lumps, and we know it's not going to be great. I'm I'm really interested to see what this offense can do with, with nine months to prepare, um, healthy-ish. You got a lot of backs. You got some receivers you like that are at least pretty good that are veterans. I want to see what this offense looks like at full capacity or close to full capacity. I know it's a tough opener against Notre Dame, but I believe in these dudes on the offensive side of the ball, and I want to see what kind of game plan they put together. If if they could put up 30 or 35 points, something like that.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting because Freeman comes over from Cincinnati as the new D.C. at Notre Dame. He's one of the better recruiters and schemers in the country uh, as a defensive coordinator, but... To your point, Mike Norvell had success against them. Uh, obviously, Memphis and Cincinnati competed for the AAC championship, uh, and Norvell won both those games and was able to move the ball. And you know, I—it's—he's I, got experience having success against this guy, but he also had a more established group on offense. Do you think this offense is ready to take that step against this Notre Dame defense? Can they hold up on the offensive line in order to get done what what Mike's going to ask his quarterbacks to do tonight?
3: yeah that's the big question right the answer the, the the answer I know I'm supposed to give a uh you know an, an exact answer I don't know i am I'm, I'm that's another thing you're kind of interested in right are they gonna get blown back off the ball or they can hold up a little bit? You know they did okay against them last year um and now that have that had a lot to do with the quarterback running for a hundred yards mm-hmm. but uh you know Webb had sixty yards rushing on like eleven or twelve attempts like they did okay against them last year running the ball a lot because of Jordan Travis, but there were some holes there. I, you know, I, I would assume this offensive line is going to be better. Um, so I, I do think that, I, I think they can hold their own. They're not going to be incredible. This, is, this. Do you think this will be the probably the, the second-best defensive line they face all season, probably? Yeah, Clemson, not a
2: great way to start. No, Clemson will be the first by far. But, yes, uh, Notre yeah. Dame, probably second-best, yep.
3: So that's a tough opener. That's a tough ask, especially with a few guys that maybe haven't played together. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think, you know, I, I think they'll be better. I think they'll have their moments, and I also think there's going to be some times when you rub your hands over your eyes and like, oh, not again, not another second and twenty-two, or not another false start. Like there, there'll be some growing pains with this offensive line, but I think they'll be better, and I think they could be good enough. They should be good enough to give you four or five opportunities to score tonight. Whether you take advantage, of it, we'll see. But I don't think they're just going to be turnstiles.
2: What's the most okay so to me obviously we all want to see a win every Fort State fan listening to this would obviously want to see a win but aside from that happening and they could win not saying they you know not saying it's guaranteed they're going to lose this game what's the most important thing for you to see what would buoy this fan base the most uh, besides obviously pulling the upset tonight and getting a win what do you think that most fans need to see to begin to believe hey okay we've got the right staff we're not there yet physically, but we're moving in the right direction. Let's watch this team climb, as like, as they like to say, throughout the rest of this year and see how much better they get week to week. What do you need to see? What do you think they need to see in order to feel that way walking out of the stadium tonight?
3: I mean, I think from a fan's perspective, comp- a competitive game. Like one way or the other, be in the game in the fourth quarter where like the, the crowd can make a difference and the crowd can matter. Now, that doesn't necessarily uh, mean that it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to translate into immediate success. You know, you go back to that 11 Oklahoma game, that crowd was into the game, and Florida State competed their tail off against a team that embarrassed them the year before, and all that did was start a three-game losing streak. So it doesn't mean, uh, you know, they ended up losing to Wake Forest uh, two weeks later. So it doesn't mean that it, the thing is turned around, but I think if you see a competitive game, you see a team with some fight, and I know that's nebulous, it's kind of be hard to define, but you know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. and These Florida State fans have gotten used to seeing a team kind of, when they get down, just spiral. And if you can see some fight, and that's what we thats what we liked so much about the Notre Dame game last year, right? Like, they showed some fight as when it didn't matter, when the game was over. They still—they—they they were in the game in the second half. They had that goal line stand when it was over. Um, they got down to the one in the fourth quarter. They could have cut it to a one-score game. Like, they were in there and playing hard and competing and believing, seemingly. Um, so that's what you want to see, man. You just think about the last losses this fan base has seen. You know, that Pitt game, the NC State game. Uh, those were gross. You don't want to see that. You know Notre Dame's good. Notre Dame might just be better than you, but that doesn't mean you have to just stand there and let them roll you, roll over you. Uh, but so I think that that would be that would go a long way, just showing that you can compete and you can battle.
2: You and I both get asked, as does everybody who covers this team uh, for Warchant.com, or really anybody that's on the beat, why it is that. By and large, I think most who cover this team believe that Mike Norvell will eventually get this done. He will get this thing turned around. I know you wrote about it for Warchant.com today, that you have faith in him, that you believe in him. What was it you saw in spring on into camp this year that you think would probably be something that Florida State fans would like to hear about why it is you believe that? Because we all got our reasons that we think Mike's maybe the right guy and and, and appears to be the right guy, but what, what would be yours?
3: So there's a message that never that he never that you ne- he never stops saying. It is clear, it's concise. It's the message that he's always given to his players. And we might think it's hokey, we climb and get one percent better, but it's something he believes in. Like it's not it's not just uh, you know, lip service. It is something that he believes in, and he he got Memphis to do that. He's wanted Memphis. He he sustained a program that was good and sustained it. It made it better with these ideals. And so you take that. You take, you know, you and I have talked to coaches off the record. We've talked to, you know, his coaches. Mm taught the talked to players. And they believe in the guy. You know, you can tell when a coach, and look, man, a lot of these guys, I'm not throwing anybody on the bus, a lot of these guys are like mercenaries, right? They just go from job to job who pays them. They're loyal to a paycheck like all of us are. But the way they talk about Norvell seems genuine. Like, they really, really believe in this dude. And some of them want to hitch their wagons to this guy because they think he's the next, he could be one of the, one of the next really good coaches in college football, and then you top that with what he does on the recruiting trail when he doesn't have a great product to sell. So what's it going to look like when he does have a great product to sell? That's that's what gives me belief that he is so organized on the recruiting trail. He's, he's so organized in practice, if you, as you've seen. I just think it's a combination that could be uh, that could be really good for Florida State for a, for a while.
2: Enjoy the game, brother. I'll see you over there. Be well, and I'll always appreciate it. I love you. I love you, too, Corey. Thank you, brother. Uh, It seems like everybody's got a chicken sandwich these days, so how do you know which one to try? Luckily, one sandwich towers above all others in size and deliciousness. Zaxby's Signature Sandwich. It's an extra-large hand-breaded filet and three uh, thick-cut, not chick-cut, pickled chips on a split-top. Oh, that, too. (laughs) And it comes with your choice of Zaxby's sauce or new spicy Zax sauce, which I had earlier today. And I can tell you that is good. The spicy is where it's at, guys. It's big. It's delicious. It's only at your neighborhood Tallahassee. Zaxby's, a proud supporter of the Florida State Seminoles. More Tallahassee Game Day in a
1: moment. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 10 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now here's warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. It's time
2: for Who's Hot, Who's Cold, brought to you by Barano Heating and Air Conditioning, a longtime trusted partner. Of the Jeff Cameron Show, turn to the experts at Barno Heating and Air Conditioning for all your cooling and heating needs this fall. Head to BarinoAC.com or call 850-580-4029. We always appreciate our friends at Barno Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, who's hot? Who's cold? Well, you know, that's an interesting question since we haven't played a game. Uh, but I will tell you that, Tom, I, I think without question you have to say Jordan Travis. Uh, this was, I think in the eyes of many a foregone conclusion that McKenzie Milton didn't transfer to come sit and that the coaches wanted him for a reason. Uh, Jordan did a lot of things with his legs a year ago, but he was not a consistently solid passer from the pocket in obvious passing downs, and that really allowed teams to, to kind of dictate terms for Florida State. And this is a guy that I I really kind of – I'll admit, I, I don't know that I wrote him off completely – But I did say to you and anybody who would listen, he's got a long, long way to go. I need to see consistency uh, within the pocket. I need to see accuracy. I need to see touch. I need to see a lot of things I didn't see a lot of a year ago. And, you know, when Kinsey Milton makes the announcement that he's coming here, I thought if he's healthy, there's a guy that's proven it against big-time competition. He's put up huge numbers. Likely he'll win the job. And then Jordan had a good spring, and at the very end of spring, McKenzie got better, and you thought, okay, well, he's coming on at just the right time. He's starting to learn the offense. You know, by the time they get around to the fall, he'll know everything, and he'll he'll beat Jordan out. And for a multitude of reasons, that just simply didn't happen, or cer- certainly it wasn't overwhelmingly so. And I think the indicators seem to be, to me, tonight, we don't know because Mike is not officially named a starting quarterback, And I understand why he wouldn't. I mean, you want Notre Dame to have to prepare for for both. But I get the sense that Jordan will be the primary quarterback tonight. That's the feeling I get uh, just from having watched who got what reps in terms of being available. And, you know, I know load management was something that was talked about at length. So whether it's injury or speculation or load management or whatever it might be, if one guy's getting a lot of reps and another guy's not for any reason – you tend to think that predominantly he's going to be the guy, but also the quality of the work that he put in. He looked like a different guy, so I commend him. He was accurate. He was consistent. I think he probably won over a lot of guys like myself who thought, oh, well, I didn't know you had that in you. So he played really well. I'm rooting for him tonight. I root for for these kinds of stories to play out because I love a guy that won't take no for an answer, a guy that's saying, no, 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 I can get better. I know I got to get better. I got gotcha. you. I'm going to get bigger and stronger, and I'm going to get more accurate, and I'm going to work my ass off and compete for this job. And he did it. He was dignified in the way that he did it. He, he was not. Um, he was not like off-putting in the sense that he was angry about a transfer coming in. Nope. He just put his head down and worked hard. So, good for you, Jordan Travis. I'd say he coming into this game, he'd be who's hot.
0: Yeah, one thing I'd say about the relationship between Jordan Travis and Mackenzie Milton is it seemed even way back at the ACC kickoff, which was the first time it was an awkward setting. You know, ACC coaches could bring three players, and we brought two quarterbacks. That's that's kind of awkward. You're almost inviting questions mm-hmm. about controversial things because in the grand scheme of not off-the-field distractions, controversy in, in football is what? Who's going to play? Who's going to start? And they seemed to get along fine. They were even saying the same things about each other uh, talking about the first time they met, yeah. collaborating in the film room. Uh, it doesn't seem to be that it was a contentious quarterback battle. I think that's important, too. When you're trying to steer a locker room out of a toxic place and into a place that's collaborative, you can't have the quarterbacks fighting, You know, especially as you're trying to determine who your starter is. So I think he's he's a great choice for who's hot. Again, if you see the improvements in a game like we've seen in fall camp We're going to like what we see out of Jordan. Well, and
2: that's the big thing. He's got to do it in a game because we can talk about practice all damn day, but people need to see him make plays in a game from the pocket, be consistent. So, again, I'm rooting for it tonight. I don't know if it's going to happen,
0: but he had the kind of camp that leads you to believe it's possible. So th- my answer for hot would be Jermaine Johnson, and I'm assuming that I'm looking at the the count. We've got a lot of people watching this program. I don't know how many Knowles fans who are watching the pregame show today pay attention closely to the offseason. Maybe spring game, maybe a little bit of stuff from fall camp. You should be, always on TV and WarChant.com. But Jermaine Johnson has checked off all the boxes yeah. that you could possibly hope for out of a transfer. Sometimes transfers can be simply mercenaries. They're there because they need more playing time, because they want to give themselves the best chance possible to get paid, and they don't care about anything else. Jermaine Johnson is not that guy. You had a chance to sit down with him and talk to him in the spring about why he came here, and it was more than just the amount of playing time. Of course, that that goes into it, but he wanted to be a full-fledged leader on this defense, and when the freshmen came in for their first media availabilities, the kids that weren't here for spring, every defensive lineman, when they were asked, who's reached out to you, they said Jermaine Johnson. He was the first name out yeah, of their mouths. Yeah. Jermaine has cared to be a knoll from day one. That's not always the case with a transfer, and he, could, he should, again, if camp is any indicator. And if the Georgia defensive line and edge rusher situation is any indicator, yeah, I could see why Jermaine wasn't going to be a starter on that team. My goodness. But he should have the game to back it up as well.
2: Jermaine's a kid, and I'll go on and add to your story there about what he's meant and the impact that he's had. He's a guy that I gravitated towards, at least in terms of learning about this team and who he was right from the get-go. If you're new to this and you haven't listened to, say, the Jeff Cameron Show – Monday through Friday from 1 to 3 p.m., then you may have missed this, but I had a chance in the spring to be a, a guest coach uh, and and get immersed in game preparation and then be down on the sidelines, wear the headset, listen to the coaches, call plays, do all that stuff. I also had a chance to go out to Coach Norvell's house. I've brought this up a lot for the local audience. are probably rolling their eyes. They've heard it a lot. But but for people who are on here today who don't know this, to, to, to further what you were saying about him as a leader, you know, Jermaine was at. Coach Norvell's house that night along with the rest of the team, and I just happened to be standing next to him. Uh, He's unmistakable. He's a massive individual. He looks the part of an NFL defensive end. He's a guy that came in and immediately reminded me of what Florida State used to be when we were right in 2013, 2014. Um, And so I just began to talk with him, and I thought, well, let's see what this guy's about because they're going to be trusting him uh, to, to both be productive physically but also be a leader. And he couldn't have been nicer. He couldn't have been more interesting. He was thoughtful. Uh, He took the time to listen to your question and think about how he wanted to answer it. Uh, But I did directly ask him, why did you choose Florida State? Because word on the street was he could have gone virtually anywhere. He has that kind of caliber. He's that caliber of player. And he said, and he pointed to Mike Noel, who's kind of across the room at the time. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, well. He told me uh, not what I wanted to hear, uh, but perhaps what I needed to hear, and he asked of me to be a leader to help get this turned around without making promises of win totals or what bowl game or playoff or anything like that. He said, look, you're the kind of player that can come in here and play. Yes, that's why we want you. Uh, No mistake about it, you got to be able to play. But you're also the kind of guy who goes about his business in a way that provides leadership, and I need you to be that guy. I need you to teach these kids. Uh, What it means, in a weird way, to almost be professional, to prepare yourself day in and day out, uh, to study, to work out right, to take care of your body, uh, to be dependable day in and day out of practice. And it was just interesting to listen to him talk about that. And then from there, he did it in camp every day. Uh, He was a a fairly dominant player. Uh, And he's also a guy that's got a little edge to him. He's kind of nasty. And that's a good thing, too, because they have not been on defense at all. It's been false bravado. For three years. And this, I, I want to see a guy who walks it, talks it, breathes it, does it.
0: So speaking generally, I think you can tell the story on the air that you told me about practice this week and seeing <laughs> Jermaine's intensity. Yeah. As long as you don't say who he was going up against, I think you're, you're allowed to speak on it. It's a good story, and it, and it underscores what you're talking about with the edge.
2: Yeah, well, he, he, he got tired of a couple guys. It was two different players. One of them was a the scout team guy who was really kind of uh, – Excited to be out there, let's say, and Tremaine was having none of it. Uh, slung him to the ground uh, and and kind of stood over him for a second. And it was funny because the coaches, were like, hey, 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 and he he wasn't hearing it. He just turned around, and walked back, and then on the next play did it again. So he's not he's not there to make you feel good about yourself. It's it was time he was setting the tone. He wasn't going to deal with any of that nonsense where you're a little overzealous on a play, maybe thinking you're something you're not. He wanted the person to know who he was and what he was about. And, you know, I saw that this week to to various extents. I mean, you, you obviously are dialing it back as you get set for a game. But those guys that are being counted on, on the defensive side, Jerrion Jones showed it this past week. There's a guy that I think you'll see tonight play. I don't know how much as he gets back in shape, but he's got an edge to him as well. They have a few guys like that right now. I think Lundy's that way. Yep, I'll tell you yep. that right now. I think he's that way. Kevin Knowles is Kevin, like that.
0: Yeah, Shaheen Brown's that way. They've got a few guys. Jamie Robinson, who's a name. We talked about every other guy in the secondary on Friday, but not Jamie Robinson. But, right. They've got a lot of guys with some nastiness to him, and that is – I mean, how long have we been waiting? Well, Like you're talking about, not the false bravado, like yeah. the actual act of being physical, playing physical, and then talking about it after.
2: My, You know, my hope is that early that they – they answer the bell, you know, that you come out and you play physical and you let Notre Dame know it's this is not a repeat. This is not going to be what you did a year ago or what you did uh, the last time that we were there before that. It, it, it can't be. It just can't be um, because that is awfully difficult to watch. And again, that's not how defensive football is played. Uh, you you got to play with great energy, focus, intensity, and obviously you got to be a little nasty. And, and we have not had that for some time. So hopefully we'll see some of that tonight. Good choice on Jermaine Johnson. We can't choose who's cold just yet because nobody's played. I, I mean, if you want to say who's cold, you want to pick somebody on Notre Dame side? I don't know.
0: No, I, I just say a segment group that I'm concerned about that I want to Linebackers. see. Linebackers? Well, that's, I'll give you that one since, okay. I, since I took your guy uh, <laughs> uh, on the sub of the week earlier. Uh, receivers and catching the football. You know, that's something to watch tonight, the consistency of catching the football. This has been an issue, not just with one or two players. It's kind of been a segment yeah. type issue. Yeah. And Mike Norvell has talked about it in after practices that so we need to be more consistent. Sometimes we make the harder catches, and then the simple ones, we need to make sure we secure the football. But that's one thing to watch tonight because when you're going against a team that's better than you and you have to stack together eight to 12 plays a drive in order to get into scoring territory, you can't have simple mistakes on the plays that you should get. And so one thing I'm going to be watching tonight, it's not just the freshmen, all the receivers. Are they consistently, they put their bodies in the right position, or are they going mm-hmm. to come down with the football?
2: Whew. I get nervous thinking about
0: it because yeah,
2: there are a couple of big question marks. And They it's, make it,
0: tough catches too, though. It's not like, you know, it's yeah, like, they're oh, weird. this they're is weird. hopeless.
2: Yeah, they yeah. are. They're kind of weird, uh, without question. Uh, in a minute, we'll get to the defensive keys to the game. But first, another reminder, Tallahassee Knowles, take note. This one is for you, announcing the Bud Light Sideline Experience Contest. If you're a Nolan in Tallahassee, Text Bud Light fan all one word to three one nine nine six. That's Bud Light fan all one word to three one nine nine six. If you're the lucky winner, you're going to score two sideline passes, hospitality passes, and fan gear for the FSU Miami game on November the 13th. You got to be 21 years of age or older to enter. Please enjoy responsibly. A message from local Anheuser Busch beverage distributor Tri Eagle Sales. More Tallahassee game day in a moment.
1: Tallahassee game day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 10 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang.
2: Rolling through Tallahassee game day. We're getting closer and closer. Hang in there. I can see it. I can see it. They're going to play football tonight. We're finally going to get to see a game.
0: I don't know that your camera is maintaining. It's gone blurry. It needs, to, it needs a water. I think it needs to hydrate. It needs to hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> the There's camera. a CAD5 ordinance camera. Yeah,
2: let's get this fixed You're so close. There we go. I'm fixing it as we speak. There we go. <laughs> it's working now, right? There it
0: is. It's Magoo Cam. Oh, goodness gracious. It's all right.
2: right. Uh, it's fixed now. A little update on the Tour Championship just because I know some of you out there care. Patrick Cantley has a two-stroke lead over uh, John Rahm on Does 16th. he?
0: You know, I watched the Solheim Cup this morning. That's I did, how you, I got through. Were we
2: getting smoked when you last watched? Too.
0: So we were down six and a half to two and a half yeah. to start the session, rallied like hell, and got it to a one-point deficit. Six and a half, five and a half. Now I don't know what the afternoon did. We might be losing by a lot or winning. Yeah. I don't know. No thanks. To it was a good certain, television. No
2: thanks to a certain woman who never steps up in these things. I'm tired of her being on the team. We're going to have to move on from her. But that's not what this is about. I'm not going to do that right here. Sure. We're. we're <laughs> By the way, another side note, we have NFL football this next week, and uh, the Cowboys are losing, guys, uh, to uh, COVID. Tragic. Zach Martin Mm. is out. It's a toughie. That's a
0: big deal. That's one thing that, I mean, everybody with bated breath, I think, this year, Noel fans, everybody for your Saturday teams and your Sunday teams, you just want to make sure that when everybody goes through the warm-ups, all numbers are are accounted for. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Really quick, want to note here, it's time for the keys to the game. uh, Defensively, for Florida State, and before I get to it, want to note one more time that uh, our friends at Zaxby's, we appreciate you so much for sponsoring the show. Uh, I've told you about the many easy ways to order ahead and go online or get the app, whatever it might be. Tom's holding up the Zaxby chicken. That's a good thing. Go get you one of these platters. I got a massive platter over here to my left. There's no way that I could eat all of this with Tom and Matthew alone. So this is going to get... Dispersed as we leave oh, the studio, to go over to the stadium. Uh, yes, we, we, we pass these out amongst family and friends. There
0: have been requests. I can just put it that way. Yeah, I, I got yeah. the same
2: thing. I mentioned earlier in the show about the Irish offense and how much change they've gone through. Tommy Reese is in his second year as the offensive coordinator. Their game plans are notoriously bland, and I don't mean that as a criticism. I think if you are, uh, I think if you have an identity and that is to to have, year in and year out, one of the better offensive lines in the country. You establish the run. You, lot of, you run a lot of double tight sets. They've got, at times, I mean, 10% of their offensive plays under him came with three tight ends on the field. I mean, they will line up and bludgeon you. Those guys can also make plays. I would say I'm going to be very interested to see who it is, Tom. There's a lot of things that I would circle here, but I'm curious, Michael Mayer, is an NFL tight end, he's only in year two. He lit it up as a freshman. They call him Baby Gronk. He is a mismatch against every team, including the really good ones on their schedule that they play this year. People are Defensive coordinators are going to be up at night trying to figure out a way to cover him and to deal with him. I don't know if we're going to use with multiple people. My guess would be yes. I don't think any one guy can make this happen. Uh, but that's a guy that I'm really worried comes into Tallahassee tonight and has eight nine catches. We're so worried about taking other things away, so worried about stopping the run that maybe you come up there and you you, you know you're efforting to focus on one thing. That guy slips out a little bit. He's a playmaker. He gets in a one on uh, one one on one matchup that's favorable for him, which most are. And then you got real problems on your hands. I just don't want to see a a nine catch, hundred and twenty yards, two TD night from that guy.
0: He's for you know he's absolutely capable. I'd rather see that than Kyron Williams owning us like he did last sure. year though. Yeah. Like so you gotta make a choice because what's gonna happen is even though Notre Dame is bland and they use a lot of pro style concepts, they will still run an RPO and oh, if you're sure. smart. Does. He's, he's, so yeah. the two things you wanna to do to us are challenge us on the ground and see if we're man enough in, in the front four, especially dealing those body blows without the depth that it'll pay off in the second half. And then also, are we, you know, smart enough at linebacker to handle being put in conflict? That's the key. I mean, they're gonna run uh, RPOs tonight. The question is are we con- uh, do we contain well enough? Mm. Do we read our keys well enough? Do we stick to our job well enough? And then can safeties clean up some of those messes for us? That's why they're there as well to help out in those situations. The other thing about Jack Cohn too just in, in the RPO game, you do at least have to honor the run. He's not exactly yeah, the quickest dude in st- the world. He's
2: not a statue, but he's not.
0: But when he gets ahead of steam, it, it can be a problem. So you're going to have to honor all facets of an RPO game. But, I mean, you you talked to Adam Fuller preseason about the idea of, well, if if an opposing offense can expose a weakness early on, they're going to keep on hitting it. Yeah, the two things that Notre Dame's coming after against this Knoll defense is toughness factor and then also the linebacker position. Those would be the two places I would go first and foremost.
2: Yeah, I'd want to test every one of those guys up front. Because, see, I think, again, between Fabian Lovett and Dennis Briggs, who's at a great camp, Jermaine Johnson, we've talked a lot about that, Kier Thomas, you know. The guys up front, I feel good about as starters. Robert Cooper coming in there, uh, Quayshawn Fuller, Jared Jacks. They, they, they got enough guys to rotate. That okay should be all right. They could get worn down. They're not incredibly deep, but they're they're good enough, stout enough. We would think to be in it. But then from there, I want to know how long does it last? Are they able to sustain um, you know the, the the toughness that we're asking of them in the run game? Uh, are they able to do that for four quarters? Because that's my biggest fear is that they do do it early, and we are in this game, and that's great. But it is a four-quarter game, and Notre Dame is not going to deviate. They are going to continue to come at you. But if early on you can get them away from uh, the run game and and, and make Jack throw the ball in obvious passing situations – there you go, Jermaine. This is why you were brought in. I mean, this is the let's get let's dial up some pressures here. It can't only be him, because they'll probably double him. But it, it, you've got to
0: find a way to get home. Well, the other thing, too, if you're just looking at the perimeter, Jack Cohn will test you down the field outside the numbers. He does not feel comfortable in general throwing between the Seems, hash marks. Yeah. And and so, I mean, the seams might be something that they attack. Obviously, it's a four-vertical offense, so the seams are definitely going to be part of it. But just judging by his Wisconsin film and then looking at the spring game, like our friend Lee Sterling would... Uh, it doesn't look like they really want to work the middle and jack all things being equal will would rather turn the ball loose outside the numbers, outbreaking routes, things like that. So, I'm looking at our corners. Our starting two corners and if we rotate in more than that, guys on the outside, is it going to be Jerry on Jones, Travis J? Is Brownley going to be one of those players? How about Kevin Knowles? And how many snaps does each player get? Because if you're in singles and we're trying to do something more exotic over the middle to account for deficiencies at linebacker and account for an RPO game, or just the straight-ahead straight, straight ahead running game, Cone is going to take those chances, and what do we look like? Are we coached up better? Do we find the football? In trail, for years we didn't find the football. Are we better at that? Again, something in practice that I feel good about, but you got to do it in a game. Man, I've been
2: counting, and it hasn't happened yet. Maybe maybe you've turned the corner. Maybe you don't have the sort of fear that you had really every waking second that we talked about this defense, but I kept waiting for you to say the words Akeem Dent and your concerns about Akeem Dent. And it hasn't happened this entire segment. I gave you ample opportunity, and you well, you let it alone.
0: So with the hot and cold, I really did think about it, but I decided <laughs> to go with with position groups. And it's not a knock on him. So Mike, when, when he moved from corner to safety this fall camp, and that's something he was at safety as a freshman under Harlan Barnett, things didn't go well in general. No, so you can imagine how that went. Tough time. He, he'd he find the ball at times as safety, but then he wouldn't be able to you know bring it down. His hands were a little bit stonish. hmm Mike was effusive when they made the switch. About two, three weeks ago, he announced that Akeem is going to be playing safety. Okay. He's seen a lot of bad things. He's been through a lot of bad times. And and most of them are not his fault. Most of them just straight aren't his fault. He is a confident young man. He was interviewed a couple of weeks ago after practice before the assembled media. He seems to be comfortable, but I would test that as well if I'm Notre Dame. It seems like we've got more things carved out at corner. We've got more solutions at corner than we do safety. I know we feel good about Shaheem Brown. Sidney Williams could be a solid player for us as well, Brandon Gant. But we got to find out who our starting two are and who is reliable to clean up some messes. And maybe, hopefully, Akeem Dent is far more adept at it now than he was the last time he tried safety under Willie. <laughs> so there's my answer. Fine, you got me.
2: Right, well, I was just waiting. I was waiting. I actually think he'll play okay tonight. I- I'm... I'm excited about the opportunity for him. He has had a lot of bad things happen, most of which aren't his fault. I do think there's ability in there, obviously. We know what he was in his recruitment uh, and, and in terms of being an athlete. He's elite. Uh, so you'd like to think that he's going to have, at some point, a moment where he turns the corner. Here's an opportunity. Uh, and I think he's surrounded by better players, too. That helps a lot, where you don't have to try to do everything yourself. And
0: or a pass rush. Well, imagine makes that. makes you look a lot
2: better. Hey, circle it right now. I don't know why we didn't bring it up earlier, but Travis Jay is going to play well tonight. He's going to play well tonight, and he's had a great camp. And he is an SOB. And I mean that as a compliment because not only is he athletic, but he's finally healthy. He has not been healthy the entire time he's been here. People keep waiting on Travis J, man. They've asked him to do a million things, but they've settled the corner. He's long, he's physical, he's confident, and he'll talk to you about it. He's got a brashness to him that I really like. He's had a great camp play big tonight Travis Jay. Let's see that step forward for him as well. Something we can then fall back on and count on week in week out. We haven't not had consistency over there at all.
0: There's a lot of guys I know right now from seeing the spring and fall camp that can get downhill and make plays. The one the reason I keep bringing up the throws outside the numbers and down the field is I don't know that our receiving core is all that good in terms of testing our corners. That particular yes, part yeah, of yeah, their yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do want to see that with different jerseys and mm, different helmets. Mm-hmm. If they can handle it, and if there is one player I would say that can handle that situation and make it look really silky smooth is Travis Jay. Yeah, he's he's an incredible athlete. The the wingspan to go with the height, he is the modern-day defensive back.
2: Crossing my fingers, friend. Crossing my fingers. Uh, I gave you everything there is to give you about ordering sandwiches from Zax- Zaxby's. I don't know that I can tell you another way to do this. I'm not you can saying- get a
0: free signature sandwich if you download the app. That, that's one thing. There well, there
2: it, there it is. There it is. More Tallahassee game Boom. day in a moment.
1: Tallahassee game day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 10 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang.
2: And it's about that time. Today's final predictions are brought to you by Lane's Medical Shop. With locations in Colquitt and Donaldsonville, Lane's Medical Shop offers you Medical supply needs. They even have delivery and emergency service available as well. Lane's Medical Shop, 229-228-5811. Tell them Jeff Cameron and Warchant.com sent you for half off. That's the kind of discount we're talking about here, a little half off. Woo!
0: That's what I call an incentive.
2: 229-228-5811, Lane's Medical Shop. I have gone back and forth on this just as everybody has. Looks like can't lay one by a stroke, Tom.
0: Is that right? Well, good for him. One stroke. Good, good, good. It's a $10 million day. That's a,
2: it's a good day at the office. Uh, so I'll say this. Through much of the summer, when I thought about this game and how far Florida State had to go, I really didn't see uh, a very high percentage chance for Florida State to win the game. And And when I was asked about it, I would generally say, you know, I was somewhere in the neighborhood of 10% chance to win the game. I've increased that. Uh, by the way, because of the consistency with which they practice, the intensity with which they practice, and the health that they were able to sustain throughout practice. I do think there is a plan in place. I do think this staff has provided a consistent message that has led to a consistent work ethic. I do think there's a a toughness that hasn't been here in some time to these kids because of how hard they've worked. Uh, Now, that's nice. That's a good thing. It's something that gives you hope for the future. You have to balance all of that with the idea that they've not been able to really raise the floor in terms of capability all that much. The segment groups aren't that much deeper, uh, if at all. Uh, The talent is spotty by Florida State standards, by Florida State standards. And so you worry. I mean, the continuity of a program, I understand they've got a new coordinator, uh, but he's one of the elite defensive coordinators in the country in Freeman, so I, I'm going to suspect that he's going to come in and do a good job for Notre Dame. But the head man stayed the same, and that continuity in the way that in which Notre Dame works was able to go from year to year, and they have been just outside that upper echelon group. You know, They've gotten their opportunities, and they get their head kicked in when they get there, but that said, they're right there. They're right on the outer banks of that, right? I think the 5th or 6th slot somewhere around there. Florida State's not been anywhere near that and I, I worry that the change will be good the effort will be great they won't have the horses to last for four quarters and that gets me to my prediction. I think we do see a game well into the second half. That in and of itself would be different than anything we saw at all last year save for one game against North Carolina where there was magic in the moonlight. Other than that Florida State got blown out against anybody they were underdogs against and really didn't sustain a level of competitiveness that any of us would find acceptable at a place like Florida State. That changes tonight. But I'm going to take Notre Dame to win the game. Uh, I've kind of waffled back and forth. Score predictions are kind of ridiculous sitting out. I, I think we lose by a couple scores. They, they pull away late. Uh, uh, 37-24, 34-21, somewhere in that neighborhood.
0: For me, I, I think I was talking to the Army of Zaxby's Chickens here, and they, they wanted me to call for the upset. They asked me to call for the upset. I can't listen to him though. I I can't go that far. I've gone back and forth. The report, I picked Notre Dame. The uh, matchup analysis, I picked Florida State. I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be an entertaining game down to the wire. Wow. What I'm more sure about... And I'm sure to be wrong, and we could talk about it on the post-game show, which comes up 10 minutes after the conclusion I I, you of know, tonight's events. Hey, everybody,
2: events. listen up. Uh, we've got you covered at warchant.com, to right. say the least. We have the pre-game show. We've got the in-game coverage from all of our guys, our staff, following along on Twitter, wherever else you want to follow along. And then the post-game show, yep. which Tom will be up doing with Gene Williams until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning.
0: That is correct. So I'm sure to be wrong, and I'll have to answer for it right away, I feel like the under... And I'm not trying to make a gambling pick per se, but Vegas believes this game to be in the mid-50s. Uh, as yeah. of yesterday, I think 55 score was was the yeah. total number between the two teams. I feel like the winning score is 27-21. to 21. I feel like it's a, it's a low-scoring game. We've seen some low-scoring games around the country this weekend. Most notably last night, a 10-3 affair in Charlotte, which was crazy. I think this is a game where defenses will play well. Offenses will look sloppy. At that point... If you're talking about a one-score football game that's low-scoring, it's turnover luck, and it's details. If we're detailed enough to win a close game over Notre Dame in the real year one under Mike Norvell, the trajectory of this season and the expectations for it change radically, especially with what we saw on Friday night between North Carolina and Virginia Tech. That changes things. Uh, maybe the the game against Boston College down the stretch you feel a little bit different about if we get this win tonight. I think it's going to come down to details, though, and that's already a win by itself because that shows you the market progress we're trying to show recruits and show our fan base.
2: You know, we didn't talk about kicking for a reason, I think. Uh, I'll just say that when you're talking about a close game, Tom, and we are, if your prediction comes to pass, this thing comes down to the nitty-gritty, I think we're all going to be very, very nervous because uh, I'm not sure that we're going to be consistent. When it comes to kicking field goals outside of, say, thirty five yards. I, I I don't I don't see it.
0: Perhaps the twenty seven to twenty one figure is about a PAT and not too many yeah, field goals. Yeah. Like, who knows? I, I just I wish. it about- was better, but yeah, it's hard. Like okay, first drive. Go down the field, stall, thirty eight yard attempt. How do you feel?
2: Thirty eight?
0: Thirty-eight yard attempt. Got to
2: make a thirty-eight yard field goal if we're going to upset Notre Dame tonight,
0: baby. You said no chance on the show a few weeks ago, so I wanted to see if you feel better about things.
2: You know, a few weeks ago I said no chance, and a lot of that had to do with having come off the practice field, (laughs) right? Yeah, and watching uh, many a kick from around thirty-eight, not sail anywhere between the uprights, but rather woefully wide. Uh, I they got better. They got better just going to say they need to make 38-yard field goals, Tom. they got to make 38-yard field goals. Will you
0: watch the kick?
2: I have no choice. No score. 11.52 hey,
0: to go. Yeah. Drive stalls. Yeah, I'll first watch, quarter. I'll watch You'll it. You'll watch it? Yeah, I'm going to okay. watch it. All right.
2: Hey, so the bottom line is tonight, guys, uh, just as an aside, I'm really excited to do this. I'm going as a Noel. I'm going I uh, put my fan hat back on. I'm not going to be objective in any way. I'm not going up to that press box. I'm not going up into my traditional seat up on the roof where I like to really analyze it. I'm going with my dad and two boys as fans, as Knowles, we're going to cheer our, head, our lungs off out uh, and, and, and and hope like hell that Florida State can pull the upset. I will not be objective. I will be watching. I will be screaming uh, when Notre Dame has the ball and we're on defense trying to make that place uh, as difficult to play as possible. Uh, I'll go back and re-watch tomorrow morning before we come back on the air at 1 o'clock uh, for the Jeff Cameron show because I'm going to need to be objective there and look at how and why the game played out the way that it did, but yeah, tonight I'm going... Just as an all.
0: I've already seen some responses on social media regarding the 50-yard line seat upgrade uh, contest. You're going to hear about that in a second. But for the YouTube audience, we're going to say goodbye to you after that so we can play the war chant and not get dinged on YouTube and get restricted from further broadcasts. Uh, But I will say one thing for me tonight. I'll be watching from the house because the post-game show, I'm going to be doing that from my office upstairs. I believe, I haven't checked this yet on Watch ESPN, but typically when they have the only game in town – you can go to watch ESPN on top of the live broadcast oh, and go get, get the, the wire game. Yeah. I got the two TVs downstairs. So if they're, if they're going to grant me a second look, I'm going to take the second look so yeah. I can see what's going on and see in the trenches if we look better. I've got hope about the trenches on both sides of the football, not to be world beaters on the offensive line, but to be competent and maybe to be disruptive, more disruptive than people are giving us credit for on the defensive line, especially with Jermaine Johnson working against a freshman left tackle. I know it's a Notre Dame recruit. But if you got Jermaine Johnson working on a freshman, that could be
2: I'd like fruitful. to think that you could take advantage of that. Sure, I agree with that. I, I will also ask you, Tom, as a favor to your boy here, if you do get that secondary TV up and running, you're able to get the more advantageous camera shot, please text me from time to time. Give me a little heads up. On some of the trends you're seeing yeah, there that yeah. maybe it's a little bit more difficult to see in person.
0: Uh, almost like uh, back in the day in the Boston College seats when I said, right tackle, every I know, play. I know, every play. Every yeah. play.
2: Well, I just was we laughing about it because I could see it too, and then you
0: could you well, get madder and matter. If you're watching 20 consecutive reps, you got to win one, right? Yeah. Like if that was the unbelievable win a rep. It's like, yeah. it's like watching Bryson with a six footer last week. It's just, it's amazing. They should go in at some point.
2: Really quick, let me tell you about this contest again before we sign off. Uh, the Zaxby's Game Day VIP Upgrade Contest in flight. Zaxby's has donated their season tickets to you. You heard that right. For every home game this year, Zaxby's is hooking up one lucky fan with the ultimate seating upgrade. You can win a pair of 50-yard line seats. Great seats. Perfect seats. The best seats, Tom. <laughs> to the Knolls' next home game, all you have to do is head to Twitter, tag WarChant and Zaxby's with a photo or video of your Knoll experience. You can shoot a video of your tailgate, your fan cave, your reaction to a big play, whatever it might be, whatever being a Knoll means to you, we want to see it. We'll select the winner of the Wednesday before the Knolls' next home game and then show off your entry during our next pregame show. By the way, that's in just three days that we're going to need to select this, so you got to get to work. Make sure to tag Warchant and Zaxby's with your fan photo or video, and good luck to you all. Our thanks to Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans, for providing the tickets all season long. So did you say... Did you say, basically, that you had Notre Dame winning 27-21 or
0: us? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said the under is what I said. <sighs> you took the under. Wait, I, I took the coward's way out, but I just I think it's going to be a sloppy ball game. And that's okay by me. If it's within one score, then we're going to be very interested down the stretch.
2: Trying to get a feel for uh, that quarterback room. Guys have asked about this uh, in the chat here towards the end of the show. Uh, I, again, I thought all week long and said as much. Uh, I'm not there at the stadium currently, so I can't check warm-ups. I'm on my way over there as soon as this ends. But I feel like Jordan Travis is going to get the bulk of the reps tonight. Yeah. I've thought that all along for what I thought were seemingly obvious reasons just because of the
0: repetition. From what it sounds like over there at the stadium, uh, Mackenzie Milton may be the last one to arrive in uh, in the pregame warm-ups. We'll see if he should. This has been like what is it? Fans are now experiencing what we admit as media experience during camp, which is like, hey, all right, let's just take a look and see who's... Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to be writing updates today about Jordan. Yeah. A lot of yeah, Chuba yeah. Purdy updates yeah. today. Uh, right. Look at that little Tate Rodemaker update. Let's make sure that we're doing that. So everybody's looking to see if 10 emerges. Uh, maybe he's a little bit late. If he's getting extra treatment, I can't imagine why. Or maybe I absolutely can because of the devastating injury he suffered.
2: Yeah, so McKenzie, load management's real. load. Yeah, some other stuff that... Uh, that you know doesn't have to do with that probably uh, kept him away as well. So we're, we're going to need to see you, YouTubers. <laughs> see you for the post game. <laughs> That's tonight after uh, after the game. Make sure you join Tom and Gene as they get set for the post game and um, answer your questions on the chat. There, you guys will have a good time. Especially have a good time if we win the damn game. Good job, Director Matthew. Great job, Tom. Thanks to Zaxby's. Thanks to all of you, all of our sponsors for that matter. Yes, thank you all. Hey, go Knowles. It's finally arrived, everybody. Enjoy the game. Take time to enjoy it. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Jeff Cambridge Show, That's 1-3, right. right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio.